welcome to another episode of the Sunday Community Podcast. It's your favorite favor, and I'll be your host for today. If it's your first time stopping by, yo, this is Sunday Community Podcast. We talk about those little things that makes your life different. I mean, different for good. Talk about life, just random stuff. And if you are a part of the family, thanks for always staying around. All right, do well to enjoy the show. So guys, in our previous episode, we talked about child abuse, child sexual abuse part one. So I'd like you to listen to it if you've not listened to it because it's something that affects every one of us. If you're not married today, you'll be married tomorrow and gonna have kids. If you already have kids, it's something you have to look out for because you can't be with them like every single time. So it's something that we all have to pay attention to and figure out how these abusers look like, what they do, how they come about it. And one key thing that we mentioned in that episode was these abusers are not strange people. They're usually people that we know, they usually come up so friendly and it's pathetic because it's not written on their forehead so how do we deal with this virus. Well, it's a pandemic right now, that's what it is. But today we're looking at how do we identify children that have been abused, that have been molested sexually. We're going to look at how to identify them. But you know the way the same that the symptoms of pregnancy is similar, quite similar with the symptoms of having malaria. Yeah, so these things are not limited to just a child being abused, but from experience, you can see that they exhibit this kind of traits. So it's important, instead of always trying to beat them, shout at them, you know, I think having a conversation with them, making them feel comfortable is something that we should do when we notice that people have or when children are exhibiting something like this so first things first you notice that a very active child becomes inactive for some certain reason that child becomes really quiet you have to ask questions what is happening with my son what's happening with my daughter what's happening with my niece ask just care you know hear from them what exactly is the problem why is this child character changed you know he used to be very active and he's no longer active another thing is fear when a particular person works in so you see they just ah, like oh i'm sorry i thought it was on the video you know there's this fidgeting or there's this change countenance changes when a particular person works in be observant i think one thing i'll beg us as mothers as fathers is to be observant of our children look at the room look at your, your child's face when someone walks in and says hi hello read them understand get the undertone behind how they behave it will help us detect these things really fast it could even be that that person has not molested the child yet but is threatening the child you know and child is refusing so the child doesn't break at some certain point so it's good that we are observant of our children and how they look for observant mothers you can notice strange smell from their own day. so we heard of cases where the child came back and you're seeing um blood stains on their pants you know, and it looks very unusual. It's very unusual. How would a child be having blood stains on her pan when she's not measuring yet? How come? Where did you get it from? How are you walking? How are you sitting? You know, all those kind of things. Let's say some may likely have injuries, maybe in an attempt of trying to struggle away 
or wasn't comfortable, ask them. That leg that they come back from school saying, oh, my leg is hurting. Uh, that, ask them, what happened? How come you kicked your leg to the wall? Or how come you hit your leg on the wall? Was there no space? Was there crowd? Ask them, hear from them. Because they can always cook up stories. It's that the abuser has told them the story to tell. So ask them these questions. And do not put words in them. I think I'll come to that later. Then you hear some of them use sexual terms that are really big. It's beyond them. You hear them calling some things and you're wondering, where did you get that from? How did you know that? How? Like, come on. How did you know this thing? Sometimes this is abuser that has used certain words or they made them watch a particular kind of movie. They made them watch pornography or kept them in the room where some other persons are doing these things. It's important. Let's look at what do our children say? What do they hear? What did they learn on school today? One new thing. It's important. I know it requires a whole lot, you know, after dealing with our jobs, extended family, and then we're coming back home again to all of this. But if you want to have your sanity complete, you really need to do these things and be observant. Another one is that you see the child exhibiting anger. Are you wondering, why is my child angry? My child doesn't used to be this angry. What's the problem? Why is my child angry? It's something that we should look out for. And here's the thing. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. There's always a consequence or should I say there's an effect of whatever thing that happens. So also, there's an effect of sexual abuse. You know, at the end of the day, we see many of these children, they become really promiscuous. You know, they become well. Head of a case of a girl that said, oh no, I don't do small boys, I do. And she's really young. She was in the university and she's like, she, do, she does older men. I'm like, yo, you do older men? Because that's what she has been exposed to. So she see this young people her mates or let's say between like range like five year difference and below as really small people that cannot she said she does her father's age mate and you can imagine what that means that she doesn't even mind she wants to be a second wife i'm like okay anyway that's fine but this is because she was exposed to these things early from older people and you know, she decided that's what she wanted to become. I'm not judging nobody, but I'm just saying that when we can deal with these things early enough, it doesn't change this person's destiny. Do you get when we can deal with it? Because at some point, that's what she's exposed to. There was one that even came out and said, uh, it no longer hurts me again. I don't think so. Her father was actually the abuser in this case. And she reported, she reported to a teacher and the teacher was trying to find a way to help. After some time, teacher, the child came. Oh no, I don't think she better telling anyone again. I feel really comfortable with it now. My daddy uses lubricant. I'm like, what? <sighs> That's what it is. So, and they become, you know, wild and all of those things. You know, they grow up traumatized mentally, emotionally, sexually, like all around. You see how you see a well-dressed man walking to maybe for you're having counseling sections with them and they're saying, I'm sorry, I'm not getting married. No, by help abuse while I was younger and that was a lot for me. Do you understand? Against the person's wish, against the person's will, they lived, they live rather, they live traumatized, like everything, everything about them. So when you hear some persons think a particular image, please do not judge them. It's what they've been exposed to and they are... At their formidable age, that's what they were exposed to, and they formed themselves, they formed their beliefs and everything from that situation. Then, like I said, I said the story earlier of how the boys like, I'm sorry, I'm not getting married. You know, they have this hatred for the opposite sex. If it's a guy, he hates women completely. If it's a, if it's a girl, she hates men completely, and she prefers to be with her own sex. And that's not what the Bible said. The Bible said he made them male and female. So it's man and woman coming together, not girl and girl. So for whatever reason, heartbreaks or 
abuse still doesn't make it right but we have to find a way to fix these things if we have them around us it's important that we try to fix these things yeah they start taking drugs you know in order to suppress these things get out of this zone of thinking about this thing or not being depressed every time or being traumatized or being haunted by those nasty dirty pictures or those moments that make them feel really guilty they find something to get them out of that mood here we go they start taking drugs so when you hear some persons taking drugs it's not because they really want to do it but how do i get myself out of this guilt how do i do that how 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 do i live like other people because in an attempt to find the cure they become addicts because you know how our body gets used to a particular thing like our body has been receiving these things so our treasure is like oh you got nothing on me you know and it starts to go higher and higher and boom that's it so they start experiencing health challenges like there was one that was pregnant she was young i can't remember how old she was but she was maybe 11 or 12 she was really young and she was pregnant and the mom was like i'm going to take her to abort, abort the baby it's not my child i'm going to disgrace and blah 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 the child didn't come back to school again so we really don't know what happened to the child because the mother was insisting you know you really cannot help these children if their parents don't give consent especially for those ones that already have um, that will see the consequences that probably are pregnant and all of those things because how would that 11 year old girl carry a baby how waste she can't even carry herself completely and then she's carrying a baby she can't even fix it part properly and she's carrying a baby and she was going to abort that baby i i pray that girl is safe wherever she is you know it's a problem another one is that they start experiencing low self-esteem we talked about um how yes yeah, so when they're pregnant you should know that it affects their self-esteem while their mates are still all about the streets playing and doing their thing it affects how you know they live some of them think of becoming suicidal you know when this self-esteem and the, and these thoughts of suicide they have something in common you know so and they start losing trust in people you know when you start losing trust in people oh, i'm sorry the world becomes um vapid it's a lot and it's just not a good experience because the effects are numerous but we'll stop at this um, number of effects but something concerns me more after saying all of the consequences this is how they identified the big question is how do we prevent this so gone are the days of parents you know trying to slide away from sexual talk you know, they will tell you oh if a boy should touch you you'll get pregnant because that's nonsense they used to say in those days but now it's not a time to shy away from you're telling them this thing oh this is what happens if not their teachers in school we teach them and if they get into the hands of wrong teachers or whoever it is maybe some random strangers some schoolmates some religious teachers or whatnot um yes religious teachers we teach them these things or expose them to these things and i think that's worse it's better when they hear it from you as a parent because of course you are the closest person to them you know it's important that we teach them and have conversations about this thing so um i think our time is fast spent we'll have a part three of this section please do well to subscribe like and listen and thank you so much for listening